This episode of Two Dope Brothers in a Pod is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has all the tools you need to start a podcast. It helps you edit, add music, and all that other good stuff. To start your podcast, go into your Play Store or your Apple Store and download and download Anchor. The great thing about Anchor is that you can broadcast on all major platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and more. Go download the free app today and get started. And without further ado, let's get into two dope brothers in the pod. You and we back with another episode. Back with another banger. Yes, sir. What's going on, bro? Man, not much. What you doing? Man, chilling. Chilling. Been in the house all week. We got, <laughs> we got snow down here. I don't know about y'all. No, nah, we still able to move about. I wish we got a little bit. Man, Jesus dropped a whole blanket on our ass. Yeah, I, my cousin sent me pictures. Man, but... It's been good though. It's been good. How you? Chilling, chilling, bro. Bless. Can't complain. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, on this episode, once again, you know, we just gonna talk and discuss like we normally do. We got some topics on the table. You know, anything other than that is just completely off the cuff. So, yes, sir. Why don't you go and get us started, bro? All right, so once again, you listening to the dope podcast with my brother JG Gordon? Yes, sir. And myself, Mister Booker. But um, with this podcast, um, first topic I want to get on was I seen a lot of people talking about uh, Joe Biden and is he is he really you know going to get stuff done that he talked about? So I see him kind of like reneging on the. Um, the uh, what is that? The uh, student loans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and I get, I get his perspective because his his initial uh, amount was ten thousand. Yeah, and I know it may not seem like a lot, but people want to push for him to get fifty thousand, but. You have to you have to take all things into consideration. That's a lot of money, yeah, to to be given out. And it's not just fifty thousand to one person; it's fifty thousand to whoever's in debt. Whereas right. it's ten ten thousand dollars is not going to hurt the economy. Fifty thousand dollars will put us in the hole that we already in. In a hole? What though? We print money. That's what I understand. That makes no sense. We print we print money, but in order for us to thrive to print that money, we have to make be able to make that money back. And it ain't a whole lot of thriving and surviving going on at this point because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, you can you can chalk a lot of that up to uh, Mr. Trump by him um fucking up all a lot of our communications and you know, trades and stuff that we had going on. So Absolutely. Absolutely. But to me, to me, I mean, if I, I, I don't have student loans, I mean, Ashley does, but 
ten thousand, take what you can get. Take what you can get. Be thankful. But us Americans, we're greedy. We want more. We want more. Yeah. Like, just be thankful. The man came up with a plan to forgive you for ten thousand dollars. Y'all want exactly. to forgive him for fifty? Ashley in debt for thirty. <laughs> he won't even be in debt no more. Exactly. Hey, my thing is, I'm not even. I that ten thousand to clear me out completely. So I was. <laughs> I I got student loans, but it ain't that much. That ten thousand dollars will clear me out and some, man. But it's just, I think as a society, we've got we've gotten so spoiled to the point where we feel we feel like we're owed more for less. Right, you said it. We we got to this point. I mean, we we've always been spoiled. We're spoiled little rich brats, and Mm -hmm. our parents our parents ain't even got money. So you walk around here with million dollar attitudes and you ain't got shit. Exactly. So I mean, to me, I'm ready to see progress. I'm ready to see the stuff that he talked about. Is he's been quiet, but I'm I'm ready to see stuff start moving now. I mean, y'all y'all been in the office like let's let's start putting some stuff into rotation. Yeah, I rather I rather have I rather have a guy that's quiet and working. Yeah, and a guy that's loud and not doing shit. Damn, you you right, you right. So I'm yeah. I'm all for letting him. I'm letting him work. Let him do his due diligence and do what he got to do to pull us out of this. But I will say this though. Here's what here's what people are not looking at. Now, since he assumed office in January, yeah, the COVID cases hadn't spiked as high. And they're actually on the decline. I know here for a fact that because over this past week, we haven't been able to move other than go to the store. Like restaurants are starting to open back up. They're starting to, you know, go back to, I think it's phase two, which is like 50%. But on the downside, because it was so cold, we're on a, um, we have to boil our water before we do anything with it. Oh, word. Yeah, so we down, we down here, you know, basically slumming it. But, you know, I, but I, I just rather him be quiet and work and stay out the news. You know what I'm saying? Let him do his job. But you're going to have those critics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I, I'll, I'll give them a chance and we'll see what they got in play, what they got planned, because I've been anxious since uh, Trump Trump been in the office. Like, I'm ready to see, like, some some kind of some kind of progress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. And um, yeah. I mean, he could at least drop the stimulus package, and, you know, got everybody right. I mean, yeah, but but it's not. It's not him. He he wants to drop it. The House wants to drop it. It's not him that's holding the progress back. It's the Republicans. Once again, even though we have the majority of the House, yeah, they don't want they want to line their pockets and they don't want to give us any. Whereas in other countries, since the pandemic has started over a year, almost over a year ago, yeah. They've been consistently getting twenty six hundred, twenty five hundred a month. Now, a month. Now, for us to be the richest country in the world, 
and we shelling out money like you know we the poorest country in the world that says a lot too because i know up in canada if i'm not mistaken don't quote me on this i know they're getting two thousand plus a month yeah. they have been and it's steady you know and it's keeping them afloat yep whereas here we can barely get six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars don't do shit for my household. Right, right, right. That that don't even that don't even cover that don't even cover the rent. So what the hell I'm gonna do with six hundred dollars? Now that fourteen hundred, that's still gonna. I'm paying bills. Pay bills first. Prioritize then. But you know that's just me. Yeah, and I mean they they dropped the ball because they should have had some kind of uh, package in place. For when the uh, for when the pandemic started, that money mm-hmm. should have started getting forked out day one. Like, hey, this is gonna happen monthly until you know pandemic's over, and future presidents and you know our leaders need to look into that. If another pandemic start, I need for y'all to have something in play, something for you know the people to be able to survive on. But then to be like. Fuck y'all, middle finger, and y'all figure it out. Like, we have every right to go overthrow the government. Yeah, we do. We do. We definitely do. But see, here's the crazy part about it. And here's what here's what they won't talk about or put out there in the media. See, when uh, President Obama was in office yeah. and we had the uh, swine flu and the uh, Ebola, yeah. you know, start to try to gain traction like COVID did. Yeah. Each president puts in place for a future president a plan to stop to stop a global pandemic from happening. Right. You know, you know what this asshole did? <laughs> this asshole, because it had Barack Obama's name on it, this asshole threw it away. Yeah. Yeah. And it like came, and it came back to you, vitamin E. You jag off. Why would you do that? Because Why would you do that? He's not for the American people. He's for himself. He's for exactly. His, he's for his rich buddies, and they not Fuck struggling. They not struggling. So anybody who's struggling, I mean, you basically on your own. And then for the the motherfucking backwood people, the people, uh, the the cousin lovers. For them to be, <laughs> you know, on his side and thinking he gives a fuck about them. Like, and y'all the loudest? That man don't get two shits about y'all. Y'all saw that when them, when them folks stormed the uh, Capitol. Yeah, yeah. He didn't give a damn about y'all. He, go, he go, tri- go do this. And then that, oh, we got locked up. Can you help us? Uh, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> he did exactly... He did exactly what Rick James said he didn't do when he went over to Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> I didn't put my feet on his couch. That's absurd. What do I look like putting my feet on somebody's couch? Yeah, I put my feet on his couch. Nigga, what? But you just said you didn't. What? That, that, that's what I, that's what I uh, equate that to. Right. Like you, you just said you didn't do this, but then they got you on tape telling these people to take over. Man, come on, clown, nah. man. clown, man. been a clown since he's been in, but I, 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 I'm ready to see some results. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's gonna, it's gonna take, it's gonna take time. Nothing is anything this instant 
is bound for failure. Yeah. And then, I so, mean, did you see, like, he's uh, he about to fire us, uh, three major credit bureaus? No, I didn't see that. Tell me about that. Yeah, he's about to fire three major credit bureaus. Forget their name. Uh, I know uh, Sally Mae might be one of them. Uh, okay. Trans, so, okay. Trans, trans, trans something is one. But uh, I got to read more up on it. But yeah, he's about to uh, he's about to get ready to fire three major credit bureaus, which is good because that uh, credit bureaus put in place to keep you know black people, um, basically from out of you know good neighborhoods buying decent houses. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm all for that too. Anything that anything that's gonna that's geared towards benefiting us as a community, I'm all for. Right. Now I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a savior. Right. I'm not looking, you know, I'm looking for somebody to do what's right. Not because we voted you in there. Right. Because you're a decent human being and it's the right thing to do. Right. And I mean it's time for a lot of these um bills and stuff that were put in play to be Overridden. It's time for new shit. It's yeah. it's time for them to redo the constitution. It is. It's been it's, that's it's been, been long overdue. Yeah, that's definitely been long overdue. We need we need it to be equal. Yeah, equal everything. Everything. Not yep. not just have us in the room. Have us go over it. Have us you know take a look at it and be like, okay. This is what we want to change. Change, replace this with this. Right. Replace this with that. We want change. All we asking is for a fair shake. We're not asking for your house and the keys to your car. Right. We're just asking to be invited to your house. Right. That's it. And I mean, if if I would love to be able to receive um, reparations, I mean, it would it would do me no, you know. It would do me very well to receive reparations, but realistically, would would they be able to tr- like trace slave descendants and hand them a check? And I mean, pretty much all of us in the South are descendants of slaves, unless you migrated yeah. from the North. Yeah, I I I would love for us to have reparations, but I think that money should go. I think that money should go to the older generation because they're the closest to that, like our grannies and grandpas and stuff like that. Yeah. I I feel like if you give if you give somebody that was born in the year two thousand access to that type of money, then that's not gonna be beneficial or conducive to how they uh grow as an adult. Uh, us being in our in our mid thirties, yeah, we would look into okay. We setting the money aside for this, you know. Yeah, we're gonna build us a house. We're gonna use this much. Uh, yeah, we're gonna invest the rest of this. We're into that. They not right. into that. They hadn't got to that age yet. Everything, everything is flashy and materialistic. So they gonna make Cadillac the number one, uh, the number one dealership in the world. Um. <laughs> They're going to make uh, Birkin the number one stock in the world because, oh, this, oh my God, oh my God. And let's not even 
Let's not even get started on uh, Jordan. They're going to make him oh, uh, man. A, a zillionaire because they're going to buy up everything he put out. Man, Jeff, I, Jeff Bezos who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think, I, I honestly think that that money should be allocated to the older generation first okay. and let the older generation decide if they're going to pass it down to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you if you're doing that, if you give it money to the older generation, mm-hmm. for the younger generation, how about you do this? How about you wipe out everybody's credit and let them start from scratch, get them a chance at life versus, you know, a lot of our parents did with what they could. But I mean, me having a, you know, a refrigerator and a bedstead in my name at four, like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like wipe my credit out, help me start new where I'm able to go purchase a house, where I'm able to go. And you know, get my family started out on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. I I I agree with it a thousand percent. Um, I think we need to we need to look into stuff that would help us and not hinder us. Right. Because materialistic things are just that material material things, whereas Getting credit, getting credit straight, and paying off debt should be a should be our number one priority. Right, but you know we let we let the materialism kick in, and it, and it tells us what we should and shouldn't do, and what's priority and what's not. Right, and I mean that's that comes from us to the rappers, and I mean I'm out of that, you know, I'm out of that phase now. Yeah. Whether you know the rappers, you know, control your mind and you gotta have twenties on everything. Well, I mean, you can tell yeah. my age by me saying twenties. You gotta have twenty clothes <laughs> on everything. You gotta, you know, be at the mall and have bags and splurging on women. Like, I don't want none of that. I just wanna be able to buy my family at home. I wanna yeah. be able to put money to the side for my kids, and I wanna have mm-hmm. me a nice little nest egg put away. There you go. And that's all hey, I, need. Hey, I don't that- I don't need I don't need all the extra stuff. Dang, that sounds like a plan to me. And see what I what I would also do with that money. I would set that money aside. I would do I would do what uh, the Caucasian people do. They take money and they put it in a trust. And you're not allowed to touch that trust until you reach a certain age, right? To get all of the ignorant out your system. Yep. You're still gonna be ignorant, but you're gonna be ignorant with a little bit of with a little bit more wisdom, right? I I set the money aside for a trust. I pay, you know, let you choose let you choose the school you want to go to. And if your grades are what they should be, then go to this school and pay off your debt so you don't have to get along. Right. So yeah, I'm with that. That's 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 a good plan. That's a good plan. But we don't we all don't think like that. No, not everybody. Not everybody. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's the crazy part about it. And I got, I mean, I got family members right now, bro. All they focus on is money. All they want is money. That's, I mean, that's all they think about. And they look at me like, oh, well, you should go get, you should try to look into this and try to get this money from that. Like, that's not what my life is based on. I mean, I don't, I don't live for, for money. Right. I don't. I mean, I want money, but I don't live my everyday life tr- trying to scam or look, you know, try to, you know, look around every corner for money. That's not where I want to be. I would love. I, I, I look to put myself in better situations where it's longer money than rather than that short yeah. money. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that that's I'm glad you said that. Because like you said, a lot of these kids listening to these rappers and these rappers are telling them to buy this and buy that, but you're not listening to the right rappers. Me personally, me personally, because I'm closer in age, I listen to Nipsey Hussle. Right. And his whole thing was about investing. Right. Buying the buying the block band, putting things in the neighborhood for kids to gear towards as opposed to having them involved in street activities. Granted, he was a gang member, but that's just, that's only a small part of who he was. See, the thing about him and what I admire about him and anybody tell you, anybody that know me will tell you what I admire about him is beyond music. Right. He had investments. He had, um, he was investing in cryptocurrency, which is the future because as you see, Paper money is starting to devalue, right? And and he had a um, he had he has still currently a uh, a facility called Vector ninety. Yeah, Vector ninety basically teaches a coding class. So if you want to, if you want, if you got an idea for an app, then I tell you what, you come take this coding class. We'll teach you how to do that. And we'll teach you how to get paid off of what you created. The coldest thing, the coldest thing that I've ever seen, and I've never seen it before, he has his merchandise. His merchandise is the Marathon clothing brand, for those that don't know. Right. He has a, he co- he took a coding class. He built, at 12, he found a computer in parts and built it. Yeah to create his own studio. Right. But he took a coding class, and if you buy his merchandise on the tag, he has an app for you to download. He coded his videos and his music into the tags of his clothing. That's what's up. Like, that, to me, that's the most, that, how can I, how can I get the most out of what I have to offer. I tell you what, I take a coding class and I put my videos right. in my clothes. So when you pull the tag and you scan the code on on the uh, tag off the app, the video plays. And, wow! And that's that's super smart, bro. Because um, a lot of these kids in the hood are the most talented. Why? Because Absolutely. they have the most to to try to gain to get up out of where they at. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you take a lot of these kids, you put time into them. Those are the good investments. Those are the kids of the future. Those are the ones who are going to drive this economy. But because of the way our our times are set up, to where white people run everything, we'll hit a plateau somewhere and won't be able to, to excel. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. if I ever came into the money, into some money. I would definitely take some of these kids, grow their minds, put money behind them, make sure they go to some of the best schools. And this is where you start, you know, gaining. This is where you start gaining wealth by putting your money behind these kids. These kids are just from mm-hmm. poor areas. Like I, I yeah. talk to some geniuses and I'd be like, man, like 
where, where, where the hell? Why the hell you ain't going? Why the, why the hell you not putting you know your 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 smarts to work for you? And <laughs> it's, it's because you you become a product of your environment, and the stuff that you think about are, are mostly just you know far fetched dreams. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you but, need somebody a little older to come in, grow that in you, you know. Besides your parents tearing you down all the time, somebody come in, grow that in you, and and believe in you and get you somewhere. I would love to absolutely. take money and put money behind one of these young kids, man. Absolutely, but see what we also have to do with these kids as well. We also have to get them beyond the dreams of having a microphone or a ball in their hand. Yes. Yes. Because that's not for everybody. Everybody's not going to be a rapper. Everybody's not going to be a ball player. You got to see beyond that. I think the smartest advice I've ever gotten was from my grandfather. And I didn't listen until I actually was able to put my put my hand into it. He told me these four-year colleges... Mm-hmm are not going to get you to where you need to be. The best thing for you to do is to go out and get a trade. Yep. And then I thought about it. I was like, granddaddy tripping. He ain't talking about it. And then I thought about it. I was like, wait, if I go out and get a trade, I always have a job. Yep. If I always have a job, then I can start my own business. If I start my own business, I can become my own boss. Yep. I tell you what, I put a plan in place at 24. At 24, I knew then that I wanted to be a barber. Yeah. I knew I knew that I wanted to not only be a barber, but to be innovative and stand out from the rest. Hey, instead of being in a shop, right. let's put this thing on wheels. And that way, I pull up to your house. I pull up to your house. You're going to have to pay a little bit more. But for you to be in the comfort of your home mm-hmm. in front of your house, I got you. And that's the plan that's still in place now. Um, um, let's see. This is February. Yep. Let's see. I am, I want to say, nine months from graduating to be a barber to putting all these things in place. But not only do I want to do that, I also have my hands in other stuff. I like to wear suits. So the best thing to do, hey, you need to link up with somebody that's in the fashion. You can hire them as a tailor, find a shop, and then you come in. And I'm going to let you pick from a book what you want. And we're going to tailor it to your size. So you will only have that particular suit. And when somebody else wants that suit that you have, you send them my way. Yep. But these are plans that were put in place a long time ago, but I was unwilling to listen yep. because I wanted to be young. And I mean, I've, I've heard a story and I heard the story t- uh, too late where a guy was like, I mean, and you don't get, you don't get much info about what to do at the school. People just, Oh, well, you go to college. You go to college and you go to the service. Them your only two yeah. choices. And you don't get mm-hmm. too many, you know, options. A guy said that he never expired to go to school. Never expired ne- never to go to school. Never wanted to go to uh, college after school. He knew exactly what he wanted to do once he left school. He started a plumbing mm-hmm. business, which is a trade. He, uh, he said that by the time he was 25... He uh, owned four properties. 
his friends all were in debt for going to school and they were looking yeah. at him, you know, like he was, you know, the less, but he said by the time he was 30, he was a a, a, a millionaire. Absolutely. So, I mean, going into a trade right out of school, like you said, starting a business, you know, getting your own LLC, like that's the kind of stuff that you should be looking for. Um, schooling is great, doing part-time, but going to school full-time and, you know, draining your parent, parents' pockets with money they don't have already, right. you're not doing them but dig yourself deeper in the hole. Right, and it, absolutely. And I, I, I get it, you know, if you're, if you got the Ivy League parents that, you know, went to college, did well, able to put money behind you, and if that's the, that's the route you want to go, but you can immediately start working right out the high school and get your own business, do your own thing. Hell, it's truck drivers out here that, you know, I know left, uh, left school early. And these mm-hmm. dudes have their own companies right now to this day, making hella bread. Um, Absolutely. One, one of my friends was like, he was in a room, bro, and it was all black dudes and they all millionaires. And these dudes all own their own trucking company. Ain't hmm. never wow. one of these dudes graduated from high school. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it's other options other than going to school. School ain't always the option for everybody. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah, whatever my kids want to do, bro, I put money behind them. But I'm not – I played sports growing up. I'm not one of those parents, yo, well, you going to play football because I played football. No. Right. Like, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce now – that he's four years old and people look at him like, man, he gonna he gonna be a linebacker. I'm like, nah, he gonna be my six four, three hundred pound doctor. That's what he gonna be. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if he if he wanna play <laughs> sports, you know, I I'll support him in there. But I I want one of my kids to go do something different. I did that. There's yeah. no reason for me yeah. to go do that. Absolutely. And that and that and that's good. That's good that you have that you think like that because that's the first thing people will say. Because you a certain sight, I'm sorry, you a certain size and height. Right. I put two words together, but they'll automatically assume that you know, oh, you need to be a you need to be a basketball player or a football player. That's cool for a pastime, but what can you do right. that's going to implant in my mind that if this don't work? I what what can I fall back on? Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the smartest thing I've ever seen a football player do, um, and I don't know. I, I don't think it's uh I can't recall if it's Amari Rowe or his brother. Yeah. Um, but one of them, they played football mm-hmm. and got hurt or what have you, and football didn't work anymore, he went back to school to be a neurologist. So he works with the, he works and studies the brain on a a daily basis. But that's perfect because that puts him in a position to get back and link back up with the NFL. So when they have these cases of CTE, you have a neurologist that played the game that knows the ins and outs. There you go, right there. I think people I think people are put in place for a specific reason. Right. Nothing is by chance. Everything is by destiny. Regardless of what regardless of what you do in life, you're put in a you're put in a specific uh place at a specific time for a specific purpose because that's what you're supposed to do. Right, right. 
or you're supposed to learn a skill from what you're doing and transition it into and make it your own like like you for let, let's use you as an example yeah. what do you do on a consistent basis as far as like work as far as work yeah um i work for a lumber company i work for a lumber company um i started out at the bottom i started out on the yard pulling and I grew, I grew very fast. I grew very fast in my, yeah. my field. Yeah. See, what you, you can take what you've, the skills that you've learned there, utilize it and create your own company. Not specific, not specifically in lumber, right. but just based off the skills that you've acquired since you've been there. Like, you could do you could start your own quality control company right and people will have to come to you in order to get you know to in order for things to be done like they can't move without you saying okay this is good this is good right nope we're not doing that but you put but you're putting yourself in a position to be able to do those things yeah so you know what i'm saying it's just it's just taking those taking those skills and applying them and making them your own. Yeah. You know? And I, I just talked to Adam. Me and Ash was uh, actually on our way to Memphis and we had a good conversation about that. And I told her, you know, I don't want to work for somebody, you know, my whole life. Like, I'm doing well at my job. Um, I moved up every year there. Um, and, you know, basically what I do, I can take what I've learned from my job, I can build a whole house if I want to. That's 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 there how I was glad, you know, I got into the business I'm in. But I want to take what I learned and then apply it to my own. And I told her, like, right now you don't work. You, you know, you stay at home, you stay at home, mom, you take care of the kids, you know, look into real estate. Look into real estate, <laughs> look into getting your real estate license less. You know, let's try that route. You learn the real estate business, you come back, you teach me the real estate business, and then we go into business as, as for ourselves. There you go. And that's yeah. one thing that I'm trying to apply, you know, learning what I learned because I'm th I'm 35. I don't want to wake up at 45 and 50 still doing the same thing that I'm doing. I want to be working for myself, something I can leave in my kids. Absolutely. 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 See, you don't watch a lot of HGTV like I watch HGTV. Yeah. There's a couple. Um, they go by the name of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Have you ever heard of them? No, nah, no. Nah. Okay. So Chip and Joanna Gaines have a show called Fixer Upper. Joanna Gaines is not only a real estate agent, but she's also an interior designer. Yeah. Her husband is also a real estate agent, but he's also a contractor. So what they do is they're based out of Texas. So they go and show these, they show the couple three different houses, right? After they show them the houses, they have a budget of what they can spend and they utilize that in their budget. So if they go find a house and the house is, let's say the house is 207000 right. but their budget, but the couple come in and their budget is like 350000 they'll go buy their house. They do the work on it. So he does the contracting work. He tears the house completely down and rebuilds it according to how 
it suits them. Yeah. And then with the extra money left over, they add on they add on the specifics of their home. But the cold thing about it is all that money, instead of going to this person, that person, this person, that person, all that money come right back to the house. Right. So now you now you now you sitting on a bunch of money just based off the fact that you do real estate and interior designer and you do real estate and contracting. That's what y'all gonna do. Right. And y'all gonna do that and build off of that. Man, hey, y'all will leave y'all will leave a legacy for behind for real that'll be so cold, man. And I mean that's that's, that's I mean that's, everything you just explained right now is the exact route I want to go. And I ain't never met these people, so now I gotta I gotta start watching that. Oh yeah, you definitely gotta watch them. And if you don't watch them, not only watch them for that, but also watch them because they drop gems too. Okay. They they'll drop gems. They drop gems too. But like you said, you know. That's something that you're interested interested in, and that piques your interest. Do you're supposed to do what piques your interest because that way you'll never work another day in your life. Right, right. So, I, I'm I'm all for it. I support y'all. Do that. You know, I'm I'm all about the entrepreneurial route anyway. Yes, sir. Get it on your own. That way you ain't got to answer to nobody. The only person that you answer to is whoever you, when you wake up and look in the mirror, that's who you answer yeah, that's, to. That's exactly what I want. I want to be able to like Fine. decide, hey, babe, let's just stay in bed today. I, I, I'll get somebody else to go in for us. I'll get somebody to come. That's you know? And that's that's what I, I'm, I'm expiring to do, so. But. That's a good I mean, plan. We, that's a good plan. We got a, 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 a seven-year plan right now to like get stuff on the road and um, she's looking into like the real estate stuff. So I mean, she's doing her homework. All I gotta do is like keep moving up at work, making sure the money keep growing, and that I mean that's that's my mm-hmm. only job right now. So that's what's up. Hey, that's what's up. That's what, Ashley, if you're listening to this, get that done. <laughs> you can do this. You got this. Do this. <laughs> but you know, hey. Speaking of money, speaking of money, and transitioning to the next topic, the next topic is indecent proposal. Could you accept a large amount of money for a service? Now, this this conversation always come up between uh, me and Ashley um, and friends. We just had a conversation last night, and we're going to discuss it on our podcast, but we're going to do it on this, too. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it's, it happened to be one of my favorite topics because you can find out how full of shit people are. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I watched Indecent Proposal with Ashley one night. Haven't seen it in a while. Watched it as an adult. You know, your mind's different. You think different. And it's basically about, yeah. you know, a man who has an opportunity to come into a large lump sum of money. I think it's like a million dollars. And you know, all he has to do is let this billionaire sleep with his wife. And, <laughs> and the movie goes like nuts. But oh man, I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. <laughs> nah, go ahead. This is what this is what this is about. But a million dollars is more than what I have in a, in my account right now. 
Mm-hmm. And it was it was seriously be a conversation because I'm not go. I can't make my wife go do anything. I can't make her, you know, right. go do anything. It's her body, you know. But if it was me, I'd be like trying to sing to her, like, "Look, baby, it's just one night, you know." I won't even kiss her. I won't even do this. I won't even do that. But it's one <laughs> night, and then the million dollars is in our account the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's just let's just be frank about it. So the question is, would you slut your wife out for a million dollars? I mean, it's it's a different time. That movie's from the '90s. We'll say. We'll 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 give it about we'll give it five mil. We'll we'll throw five mil on that. Five mil. Five mil, because that movie's like from the early nineties. So I mean money's going to a million dollars a day ain't really nothing. I mean Right. So right, we'll we'll right. throw it we'll throw five mil. I don't know if I I don't know if I could do that. So I don't know if I could do billionaire that. Billionaire approaches you, hey, one night, you know. One night with your wife, five million dollars yours. You know, we ain't gotta ever talk about this night again. It ain't never gotta be mentioned. I see. See, okay. Here, here, here's my stance on it, and why I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it because I have. I I'm the type. I'm the type of person that my imagination. It's a motherfucker. Yeah. Right? So the first thing that pops the first thing that will pop into my mind. So what if this nigga better in bed than me? <laughs> and he got money. Yeah. What can I what can my common ass do or say to make my wife stay with my broke ass? Nah, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. We're gonna have to approach this from a different from a different angle yeah. because nah nah you nah nah uh-uh hell no hell no not not for five for not for five million yeah not I couldn't I because even though we wouldn't it wouldn't be brought up again that type of stuff that type of stuff still lingers in the back of your mind. And that's funny, bro, because that's exactly how the movie went. Have you seen the some movies? <laughs> I've never seen Indecent Proposal a day in my Bro, life. Bro, you got to check that movie out because exactly how you just said it is exactly how that movie went. Like, Buddy was down for it. Once it came about, he, you know, basically gave his wife over to the guy. They left. And after that, like, it was the shit was driving him crazy. He kept asking the questions on, you know, how the night was and, you know, no, was he better? And, you know, <laughs> he, he basically pushed his wife into the dude's arms. Exactly. So, See what I'm saying? But, nah, uh-uh. but, I mean, for me, for me, I mean, it's $5 million. I can take that $5 million to flip it. So, I mean, <laughs> like I said, again, okay, bro. again it's, it's up to my wife. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sweating my wife out. It's up to my wife if she wants to do it. And I mean, we had this conversation. She told me she wouldn't do it, but it's five million dollars. Um, I'll be sitting nice. The kids will be sitting nice. I can, you know, yeah, I can turn my life around. I ain't gotta, you know, go to work the next day. So it's 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 just sex for me. It's just sex. If 
<laughs> I know it is, but the thing about okay, check this out. So let me let me let me play a scenario back to you. Yeah. Okay. Say she do go for it, right? Yeah. She goes for it. You get the five million dollars. Right. You got it. Y'all good. First, the first month, you good. Right. You straight. But that second month, yeah. you like, okay. I gotta know because now, now and and as a man, it's plaguing your mind. But then here's here's what'll really get you, right? Yeah. So it's you and her, and y'all getting ready to do the do, and y'all doing the do. The first thing that pop into your mind is she thinking about me or is she thinking about him? That's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what plays that. That's the type of that's the type of scenario I play in my mind. I mean, like, I, is it me? See, for me, if if that's not a thought that would pop in my mind, like I said, I, I'm pretty good at burying. So if we did it and it was just a do, then I mean, I'm good. I know I sit good with my wife. I know where we stand. I know you know if a dude happens to come in and he got a lot of money, and he can take her. Then she never was mine from the beginning. But if we go in with this business plan, like, hey, look, it's just one night, have fun, you know, whatever. I'm going to go have a couple of drinks, you know, try to think about it, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you also look over that hill at tomorrow. Tomorrow's a different yeah. day. One night, you know, mm -hmm. we had fun, we decided to get drunk, and then who knows, the future might hold, might turn out to a point where you look back and you got you know, you grew that five million to twenty million, and you look back and you laugh like, "Yo, remember that night? Yeah, I remember that night, and we was wild back then." Like, mm. yeah, and then you laugh and ha ha ha, and then it come back, and then the laughing stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Look, look. Now, now, I have a, now, I have, I, I, I have a saying. I tell Ashley all the time: if we ever decided to do something like that, where we add a third party. Then I mean, if I look at it like this, if I can't do it with her, then we ain't doing it. Absolutely. We're a team. We're we're a team. I, we're 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 a team. We're friends. We 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 look at our relationship like that. If we can't do it together, then it's not something that we're gonna do. So absolutely, if, I agree. If we that. sat down and we came up, and she was like, "Yeah, you know what? I do want to do this. I want to, you know, get my kids straight. I want to be able to make sure you're straight." If we go into it with that mindset. Have fun, babe. I'll be, I'll be out front to pick you up in the morning in an Uber, okay? <laughs> First of all, let's get some established <laughs> off the jump. An hour is all you got. <laughs> Ain't no overnight. Ain't no overnight staying. <laughs> There's no overnight staying. No, 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 no. You got an hour. Better yet, while you keep talking, it's dwindling down. You got 30 minutes, so <laughs> you need to make you need to make something happen in 30 30 minutes. I, I, to me, I think we get too attached to the thought of, you know, um, ownership of, of people. Uh, well, I think we get too attached with the thought of ownership of people. And I get, you know, marriage is uh, a, a covenant between a man and a woman, you know, right. all that. I get it. But I mean, if, you know, me and my wife got the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett contract, I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, just make sure that money is in, you know, all 20s. 
in seven brief cases. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you drop my wife off, you know I want it dropped off in an eighteen van. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you can't send that kind of money through cash app. <laughs> right. <That's, laughs> right. You can't send that kind of money through cash app. Hell no. But I mean, to me, people give a lot of bullshit answers. Like we, I've had the conversation. We had this conversation with a couple people, and they like, oh no, I can't be bought five million dollars one night. No, I can't do it. And I mean, they might be right, but you ain't ever been in that position (laughs) to the point where it's been offered to you. Yeah, like you. Anybody can be. Anybody can be bought for the. No, I'm glad you fucking said that. Like people be like, they be like bullshitting, bro. I've had bullshit answers where motherfuckers be like, oh, I can't be bought. There's no amount of money you can put on me to make me. No. Everybody got a price. Look. Not for nothing, but uh, if he throw a billion on the table, I'm going to shake some ass. <laughs> I'm going to shake some ass. For a billion? Yeah. Yeah. Let me... Yeah, I'ma shake some ass. I'm nah, it's not going beyond that. Oh man! But I say, you know, yeah, nah. Everybody, everybody, everybody has a price. Oh, man. It's just about what that price is, and if your moral compass will allow you to be that yeah. in that moment, because you have to be in that, you have to be present in that moment at that time. You can't, it's not an out-of-body experience. No, you got to be present in that moment because you have to realize what the price is, what you're, what, what you're putting, putting on the line. Right, like, right. Mm, and it's, 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 like the whole, nah. it's like the whole Hollywood with the whole dress thing. I mean, are we, are we thinking too deep into it or, you know, is Hollywood really trying to, you know, demasculate de- uh, de- 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 black men? I wouldn't say that. I would say that um, it's a it's an old art form of telling jokes. Yeah, because um, even before even before Flip Wilson and um, what's the other guy's name, uh, Dustin Hoffman, even before then, going back to the to the era of Three Stooges right. and uh, Marx Brothers and um, people like that, they were dressing. Up, they had on dresses in their little skits and stuff like that. I don't think it's to emasculate the black man. I think that we have, as a community, in our mind, we've set a standard as to what we're supposed to do in order to achieve fame and anything out of the norm we frown upon. So you, so you so, think like people like Dave Chappelle and all them are being a little bit, a little bit too woke, a little bit too extra. Like it's really not that, that much. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I would say that Dave Chappelle and, and uh, comedians like him, grew up in a different era um they grew up in the era of comedians such as red fox and bill cosby and richard pryor and george carlin that's a different that's a different area of comedian that's a different type of comedian because they relied on 
storytelling to tell their jokes. Right. They didn't have to do all the flashy things that are done now. They had a black curtain, a microphone stand, a stool, and that's it. I mean, Richard Pryor wore a dress. I mean, yeah, Pryor he did. Dress. I mean, Eddie Murphy did. Yeah, I don't. To I me, mean, I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Hollywood is like, oh, well, you know, let's throw him in a dress and see what he does. If not, you know, he's not ever making movies. I don't think Hollywood's going that far. I think it's up to the no. individual on how far they would go for their comedy. And these guys, like like Dave Chappelle, might not be, you know, willing to go that far for their comedy or to get a joke across. Right. And I mean, Dave Chappelle don't have to, you know, put a dress on. He's funny just standing on stage, cigarette in hand, tuck, just talking. Yeah, and see if you if you look at Dave Chappelle, that what he's doing is a derivative of Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay comes on the stage, leather jacket, right. cigarette in hand, right. smoking, telling these jokes, getting these jokes off, and then he did. That's that's a different. It's just a di- it's just a different type of comedian. Right. But what I will what I will say is, as black people, we have to <laughs> we have to kind of wean off this cancel culture, right? Because we want to cancel any and everything that's out of the norm, and not let people freely live right. as they're supposed to. But I I say that's uh social media's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Social media gives you access to people that normally you wouldn't have access to. Normally you couldn't say anything to normally you couldn't comment about their life in such a public manner. And that's why I think social media is bad because you shouldn't be able to say whatever you want to say to somebody that's famous. Right. Like you should have some kind of moral unless you're like, unless you're big, unless you're giving them props or something like that, then how they choose to live their life and what their life means to them is none of your business because you'll never, you'll never meet this person a day in your life. You'll never live the life that they live. You, you see what I'm saying? You'll never be able to ascertain the the amount of fortune and fame that they have. So you just can't say any and everything to anyone. The one person that I will say that has a bad habit of them yeah. today, Takashi 69. Let's do <laughs> Because I watched him yesterday. I watched him. I was sent a live because he likes to go live on Instagram. And basically, he <laughs> he's talking ill of the dead. Yeah. Now, where I'm from and the code that I live by, the last thing you're supposed to do is speak ill of the dead. Yeah. Because when it's your turn, it's your turn. But for him to speak ill of somebody that was killed because of um who they who they were 
and what they were involved in. Let's not forget, little buddy, you got your whole team locked up. Right. And you out here play. He's out here. He's out here playing a dangerous game yep. as if his security is going to protect him at all times. Nope. They can't protect you at all nope, times. And one dude, one dude, he's even a rapper from Chicago. He told him, when so, I'm a firm believer, if somebody tells you they're going to do something to right. you, they mean it. He told him, I'm going to murder you. I'm a, I'm gonna they gonna put your face on the t-shirt. They gonna put your face on the t-shirt because I'm gonna murder you. Now when somebody tell me and you, if somebody tell you they're gonna kill you, what they uh, mean? Uh, nigga, you better start um <laughs> making some arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. They finna make your they finna make your mama a motherless son, and they're gonna make your kids fatherless. Because yep. they mean it. Because that's the code. Everybody has a code that they live by. You can't, you can't play. You don't play with people from Chicago. Nope. Because the the code and the standard they that they live by is serious. That man said, "I'm gonna murder you." They're gonna put your for they're gonna put your face on a t shirt. That dude. That hey. dude, man. <laughs> um, I, I heard the meek. Um, the Meek uh, audio where he got into it with Meek, pulled up on Meek. And I mean, to me, Meek, Meek did the right thing by, you know, getting the hell out of there and not, you know, absolutely, not, you know, taking the bait. Because if Meek would have, you know, got down with him, he would have been locked up for a minute. So for, I mean, for yeah. him to, you know, take off and go, you know, get get himself out of the situation was, you know, a grown man situation. Um, mm-hmm. That dude, man, I mean, I watched his documentary. That dude got a lot he going to answer for. And when that time comes, I hope his family, you know, don't don't grieve, don't cry because y'all had a chance to say this, little boy. Y'all had yeah. a chance to tell him to sit yeah. down somewhere. Y'all had a chance to uh, get him some help. And y'all didn't. So yeah. when that time comes... And we wake up and we see all that on the news about, you know, oh, Takashi was murdered last night. I don't want to hear that, 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 oh, my baby, he ain't harm nobody. He ain't do. No, he's basically punting death. Every day that boy wakes up, he's punting death. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I'm, I'm just a firm believer of, you know, it's only so many times that you're going to play with somebody before you have to pay the right. piper. And you, you out here with security, but the reason you have security is because you are what's considered a federal right. informant. You're a CI. <laughs> so when your probation is up, and then people ain't around you no more. And you in your house mm-hmm. by yourself. And you alone. And you try to walk these streets. That's when it's going to happen. You're not even going to see it coming. Because they're going to do you. They're going to do you so foul. And I mean. You can beg. You can plead. But it ain't going to help. Yeah. I, I, I've never been a fan of him. I don't know any of his music. Don't care to know any of his music. Oh. Um, Nah. Like I said, I watched the documentary just because it was entertainment. 
Um, I felt no way about. I never felt no way about the dude. I yeah. I I don't respect. I don't respect people. They use gang affiliation for right, clout. Right, right, right. Though it's people that died behind what you repping, and you spitting in their face because you're making a mockery yeah. of what they died for. I think the most disrespectful thing he did to me, the most disrespectful thing he did was go to L.A. Oh. and go to Nipsey's yeah. mural. Knowing that may say he didn't he didn't fool with clowns right. like you. And for you to go there and do everything that you did, that spectacle that you put on, that's disrespectful. I mean, just to me, he shouldn't even made it up out of LA. I'm just saying. He shouldn't have, he he shouldn't have made it out of Chicago the first yeah. time he went. Yeah. Any anytime the people that you affiliate yourself with and hang around try to kill you themselves that should say a lot about who you are as a person and that should make you not want to be that type of person or in that in type of environment anymore because you're not a rapper you're not you're not you're you're what's hot for the moment and then when you're not hot anymore that's and that's it. what's going on with him that's why he's you know out here doing all these antics and you know uh, trying to draw people in is because he's not hot. He's trying to trying to stay in the limelight. Like he he's master. He's he's mastered the art of uh, antagonizing and you know trying to trying to keep his name in people's mouth. The moment people start right. saying this dude's name, start paying him any mind, start doing interviews with him, he'll fade away. He'll become back Daniel yeah. Hernandez and go yeah, go yeah, away. Yeah. And so you watch the documentary. I'm not even gonna give. I'm not even gonna give that a view because mm, I'm I, I'm not that I'm not that interested in who he is. I don't care about who he is as a person. I only go about I only go about what I yeah, see. Yeah, I just want to watch and, see, and my eyes ain't lying to me. I just want to see how big of a sucker he was, and it, it really opened up my eyes. And I mean, a lot of people like you know really shed a lot of light on that cat, and he he's not he's not worth the views. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's exactly, <laughs> he's exactly what I thought he was. Exactly what I thought he was. But even going, okay, I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Even going back to that uh, indecent proposal type of thing, there was something similar. Not not in that realm, but it was a video on TikTok, and this girl asked her boyfriend. She said for a billion dollars. Yeah. Would you hit? Would you? Push oh, I've seen that. I told Ash, man. My, by the time I finish with her, man, my handprint will be in the back of her damn head. I told, I told my wife. I said, for a billion dollars, I'm a rocket. <laughs> for a billion, for a billion. She was like, for real. I, I said, baby, it's a, a billion, billion dollars. dollars. I, I'm, I'm rocking your shit for we'll a punch billion. Punch the shit out you. No what? resistance. All man. And then gonna go and then gonna turn around and buy you a new face. face. Exactly. Because that old, yeah, that, that old face ain't gonna <laughs> ain't gonna be working. Yeah, your ass walking around here with the wonder mm. face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You going <laughs> yeah. I'm rocking your shit. Absolutely. Now that that my brother, yeah. <laughs> if a dude told me for a billion dollars right now, punch me in my face. All you gotta do is knock Man, me I'm out. 
And the B, I'm rocking. Punch her goddamn eyebrows off her face. That's how hard I'm hitting. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna reach up like a Capcom punch and let that junk right. glow and come back. Man, I'm gonna hit you so hard with the fist of fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> your sh- your shoes gonna hang up on the on the uh on the uh electric line. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll buy your new face. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. We're gonna we're gonna get your new face taken care of. <laughs> yeah, but that that yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely Just with that. Me. Okay. What's what's the next what's what's next on the agenda? Sure. I thought I thought we had everything. Let's see what we got. Let's see. Oh, oh, we got one more. Sharing an account. Sharing an account and checking in. Checking in is it unnecessary? Okay. 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 Um, I get this all the time. Like a conversation at work where guys will be, you know, talking and ask me, "Hey, uh, you and your wife share an account?" I'm like, "Yeah. Why y'all do that? Why you do that?" You shouldn't do that. You know, your money should be your money. Her money should be her money. I'm like, but we married, though. You know, yeah. I don't have that. I don't have a normal relationship. I say I don't have a normal relationship because my wife look out for the well, you know, my well-being. And then on top of that, I think when people say, like, oh, well, you and your wife shouldn't shouldn't share everything, like, nigga, that's, that's you still doing other shit. You still have other right. stuff going on. You're not all in with with your your wife and relationship, but I don't have anything to hide. So therefore, we share an account. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. But see, I I had my wife break it down to me like this: You share an account, okay? The account that you share is what you pay bills right. out of. So your phone bill, your utility bill, rent comes out of the shared yep. account. Now your separate account is the money that you make. The money that you make is yours. Now if you decide to take some of that money and put it in the shared account, that's you know, that's different. But the money that you make individually is the money that you spend on your your wants. So you never touch the shared yeah. account. But you spend your money as you as you see fit. So I mean, it's not about that you shouldn't do that. It's that's the responsible thing what? to do, especially when you're married. That's the that's the most responsible thing that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to share an account because if you don't if you don't um, share an account and you just free spend. Yeah. That can that can cause tension in your marriage, and you, the last thing you want in your marriage is tension over anything when it comes to finances. Right. right. Yeah. And I mean, for for me, I I mean, I, I I my money's grown since you know me and her we we share an account and like I mean, Ash doesn't work, so I mean, I feel she. By me being her husband, she has access to all the money I have. When she wants to go do, she can go do. She wants to go hang out with the girls, mm-hmm. she can go hang out with the girls. She wanna go, you know, buy her some smoke, she can smoke, like um she has all access. I don't put no restrictions on her. I've seen dudes where, you know, they tell their girls to quit 
quit working. I'll take care of you. And then, you know, oh, well, you have to ask me to, uh, for for our account number. You have to ask me if you want to go buy food. You have to ask me. Like, that I didn't want. Like, she, we both got the same car. Right. She can, she got all access. I didn't, you, you, it's unfair to tell somebody, quit your job, I'll take care of you, but you have to ask me for money. Right, right. <laughs> right. That's very unfair. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put, you know, because every woman, every woman knows the limitations of spending. Right. But, for you to dictate um finances and come on that's come on that's that's not right cool. right right like <laughs> like if you gave her access to the money give her access to the money and what she spend you going you going to make it back and put it back anyway so you know let her spend see me personally my wife don't ask for a whole right. lot so when I do have when I do have a grand sum amount of money and she needs something, here, baby, take the card, buy what right. you need. Don't worry about what you spend. Just get what you need. We'll worry about the rest right. later. And then my whole thing is once once bills are paid, then free money is free right. money. Right. Hey, we're gonna do whatever, put on to the side. Like, yeah. That's how we do it. it I yeah. mean, this year I really like. Um, I took another account and let you know part of my check go to that account. So just to have extra spending money, whatever. Like, um, like she asked me today. I mean, we was riding today, and I asked her like, "Yo, you need any money? You know, you straight?" She was like, "No, nah, I'm straight." And then immediately after that, she was like, I love you. And I was like, why? She was like, because, like, no matter what you have going on, you always ask me, you know, do I have money or do I have money on me or am I good? Like, yeah. And then, I mean, yeah. I put, I got a backup plan for my backup plan. And then next year, I'm going right, to have a backup right, plan for my right. backup plan. So it's just, I like the way, you know, she grew me and helped me see the bigger picture of saving and having. Um it's nothing like paying all your bills and not having money for, you know, a $50 phone bill. Like, right. I, I, I've gotten to a point now where it's like, okay, we have to have backup money. Have to have yeah. backup money. Yeah. That's You can't get around that. You have to have savings. And I'm pretty sure she got a savings on her side where she has money where she can go do, you know, other things, her little activities. Yeah. And I got me, I got a savings, and then I got a savings after that. So, just so so. Let me ask you this: What is when it comes to shopping? What is your wife's habit? Like, what is her habit? Where where she shops? She don't. I mean, one thing about her, she don't ask for much. Um, she pretty much get clothes free through uh, her um, friend company. Um, I buy her shoes. Um, she'll buy her a purse every now and then. The only thing that she does buy is her her weed. That's it. My wife got an Amazon addiction. I got an Amazon addiction. <laughs> no, 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 no. My wife has an Amazon addiction. I'm when I say yeah. an addiction, I mean in the rare. I'm 
This is how bad it is. I know the UPS guy by his first name. <laughs> and when he don't see me, when he doesn't see me, the first thing he asks me, well, Joe, where you been? I ain't seen you. I, I know, Randy. I, you know, we're on a first name basis. We have we have so many packages that yeah. come here. I told her one time, I was like, hey, man, you're going to have to chill out. These folks going to think we're around here. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that many boxes that come here. Look, they're going to think we manufacturing and distributing around here. You're going to have to chill out. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, I get it. But you know, I chill out, man. Like Amazon. Amazon. And then it's it's gotten to the point, bro, that she forget that she yeah. ordered it. And it show up to the house. I didn't order nothing. It's got your name on it. The hell you did. It's got your name I on it. All the time. I order something and forget I had ordered it. I I probably got like three pairs of shoes still like on the horizon supposed to come. And I I, For real? I look, I look, and then like I get an update from the company, like, "Oh, your shoes have shipped." You know, the shoes are here. Your shoes will be there this day. And I look and be like, "I order shoes," and then I look, I'm like, "Oh, I did order See? shoes." <laughs> See? <laughs> See? See what I'm talking about? See? See the shit I'm talking about? That's the shit. That's the shit I be talking about. <laughs> That's the shit I be talking about. You forgot you ordered. Well, shoes I got. I probably right now. I probably got like three pairs of shoes on order. Uh, two of those are Ashley, one of those are mine, and I got probably two jerseys that I'm looking for to come in. So I stay having shit out See? all the time. See, hey, hey, that's what rich people do. Rich, rich people do that type of shit. Yeah, hey. rich people do that type of shit. <laughs> Forget you got packages out. <laughs> yeah, you you know what I'm waiting. You know what I'm waiting on to get here. My stimulus. That's it. <laughs> I'm waiting on that too. I'm waiting on that too. I, that's gonna go to our. That's gonna go I to know. our house for us. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna definitely take care yeah. of house before I before I splurge about anything. All right. Uh, so we've reached we reached the end. Had some pretty good topics. Uh. You got any gems for the people? Um, any gems for the people? Any gems for the people? <sighs> I don't, man. I don't come up with these gems. I gotta, I, I gotta think of these gems like uh, early on in the week. <laughs> well, you know how I come up with mine. I'll just, I'll just sit back and think, and go over conversations, or I'll, I'll hear something, yeah. and it'll be so prompt. Prophetic that I'd be like, hey, okay, that's that's cold. Right. I'm gonna have to use that and apply that. Um, let me see if I can reach into my repertoire <laughs> and find one. Um, okay, I think I got one. Um, you can manifest pretty much anything. That you put your mind to. Um, when you manifest, make sure you do it with a pure heart and an open mind because what you manifest could be the blessing that you ask for okay. in hindsight. Um, I'm a firm believer of 
when you when you have a vision, the best thing for you to do with that vision, and it's even in the Bible, you write the vision down and you make it plain. Yep. And when you do that, you are setting yourself and putting yourself in a position to be blessed in such a way that no one can take it from you. And I think the best, I would say the best lesson I learned from the Bible would have to be the story of Job. Job, if we had to compare it to anybody of this time um, and age, Job would be Jeff Bezos. He'd be rich, trillionaire. But the stipulation was that if I can make him turn against you, then his soul belongs to me. That was the premise set forth between the devil and God. Yeah. So he he made him poor. He took everything from him. He took his kids from him. He took his wife from him. And on top of that, he made him sick. So let's take COVID and apply COVID to the 10th power. That's yeah. it. But yet and still, because of who he knew God was to him and what he could do for him, he never uttered a bad word towards him. And in return, he gained back everything tenfold. So if he was a trillionaire, by the time he got all of that back, I don't know how 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 high the aliens go, but it was pretty high. But I said all that to say this. When you manifest and believe, then there's no limit to what you can attain in this life. All right. That's all I got. Deepness, all right, play. Hey. It's just it, it 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 just comes over it just comes over me sometimes. I tell my wife, I was like, "Look, you can get a good conversation out of me between the hours of two in the morning to seven. Everything after seven is straight ignorant." <laughs> but on that note, people, we signing off. We will see y'all same time next week. See ya. Thank you.